This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. On today's show, the guys talk with William Joe, the CEO of Chalk.com. There's an East Initiative update. All of that and more up next on Edutech Guys. You're listening to the Edutech Guys, edutechguys.com. Hello and welcome to this episode of Edutech Guys. I'm David Henderson. Hey, I'm Jeff Medlock. Yeah, how's it going? Thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in, downloading, taking a listen, all that kind of good stuff. We are very excited about today's episode. And I hope you're excited, too. So you need to head out excitedly to www.edutechguys.com or heck, just go out to Google. I say it every week and I'm going to say it now for turkey season. Gobble, gobble. Go ahead and go to Google, type in Edutech Guys, and you're going to find us out there looking back at you. Gobbling away on some food, and I don't know where I'm going with this. It's the I started it. It's the gobble, gobble, Google, Google, gobble, Google, Google. gobble. <laughs> I, you know, I have to say that's the that's what I'm waiting for the most is tomorrow uh, Thanksgiving. I think it's as we record this. Um, I can't wait to see what the Google graphics going to be. I, I live every day for the Google graphic. That's the only reason I get up in the mornings anymore is to see what the Google graphics going to be on the Google search page. Well, you know, and, and they call it the Google Doodle, so it's going to be the Google Gobble Doodle or the Google Doodle Gobble or something. I'm hurting I think I'm myself. Save it till after the parade and uh, <laughs> right before the uh, National Dog Show. That's where I'm going to save it. So that's right. It's not to ruin anything there. So that's, that's right, that's man. Don't be don't be blowing it for Westminster. Yeah, for Westminster, exactly. <laughs> you made me cough. <laughs> that was good. Uh, this is, uh, so here's a, here's, a, here's a true story. This, this shows you how dumb I, not that I'm not, not that I'm much smarter now, but as a, as a, as a young teenager, uh, we, my family and I had moved to Colorado and we lived in the town of Westminster. So when we moved there, I, of course, wanted to know where they had the dog show. <laughs> people were like what are you talking about <laughs> well that's good to know <laughs> uh to be a kid so you know but it sounds like you're it sounds like your senior year in high school was rough on you i'm just kidding <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. I just, 
Yeah, Jelly got you like that. I, I got in an age joke and I, I said it was rough for the dog show. Anyway. Oh, that was good. I actually missed the rough. Sorry. See that. Okay. Be- Man. Before we lose the eight listeners that have started the show, um, <laughs> we have a great show today. Yeah. Williams are here from chalk.com and we're going to talk about what chalk has to offer and, and how it came about in his story, uh, but behind the, the way he founded this company and what they do, uh, you know, getting real time academic insights and, you know, the way that they can, you know, jump into your curriculum uh, and help you out and in instructional planning and all that kind of good stuff you know and you know like helping you get to that to that goal at the very end so it's going to be a really great interview um, i'm looking forward to it yeah. oh wait i've already done it <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're looking forward to hearing it again hey what do you say we go ahead and jump right into that right now sound good to you yeah let's do it man Hey, welcome back to the EduTech Guys. We're really excited to have our next guest on the show today. We're going to let him introduce himself and tell us who he's with and all that kind of good stuff. So here we go. Hi, everyone. My name is William Joe, and, and thank you, uh, David and Jeff, for having me on the show. And I am the CEO of Chalk. Uh, Chalk, uh, for really a 30,000 feet uh, view of for the audience, is a planning and analytics platform that enables really schools and districts to develop a cohesive standard aligned map for curriculum instruction. Uh, you know, to me, uh, being in this industry, I've just recognized that really curriculum instruction is the foundation uh, to teaching and learning. And that's really the, the, the segment and, and really the part of the market that we help uh, with. That's awesome, man. So, okay, so let's let's get into the whole you know, how Absolutely. Chalk came about first. So so that our, <laughs> our listeners will really know. So I know you guys, uh, you um, founded this while you were in college. Yes, you're you're absolutely right, and and I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll say right up front that uh, I, I think perhaps the majority of the listeners, even you folks, have a, a, certainly a lot more experience than myself. My background is actually not in education, and this has been a, a passion project for me from really the get go. Because uh, you're right, absolutely, I founded this in college, and I was in my second year of studies, and. You know, I had gone back to visit home and visit my high school teachers. They were really the, they were really my heroes at the end of the day, right? They were the ones that really uh, made me who I am today, pushed me to be who I am today. And, um, and really visiting my own high school teachers, you know, as, as, as somebody who's just, you know, as an alumni, I always, you know, they were not just my mentors, they're friends even to this day. And uh, really sitting down with them saying, hey, you know, we now can go grab a drink, right? As, as, as just two human beings. And, exactly. and you know, you that when it, you were in school, man, exactly. You can't say that. And isn't that neat? Isn't that cool to, to do that? And of course, um, little did I know, right. I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, three, four o'clock in the afternoon, we could probably do this. Uh, that is not the case at all. Right. And, and again, me coming from a very much of computer science background, Right. Is it is probably a little bit more ignorant. I thought that teachers have this wonderful job, you know, all the all the time off and summers off. And it's clearly not the case. I, I know, you know, uh, you're, you're, you're laughing over there, David, but um, it, it really is something that struck me because I said, why is everyone everything on paper? Why is lesson planning done, done on paper? Why are some of these menial tasks done on paper? And and really, that was a start because I said to myself, there's got to be a better way to do some of these things. And really that was the, how chalk was born was to, to cater to my own high school teachers as a planning platform. So you think when, so I, I love it because, you know, reading your, your, your brief uh, um, bio here, 
you guys created this because you, you saw the need for it. Did you start to realize the need for it even more once you got to post-secondary? I mean, when you got to college, you realized, oh, this explains why I didn't learn or I didn't get this kind of information from my teachers because they were so overwhelmed, you know, and, Absolutely. and if they had had this data, then they could have gotten to this point. Absolutely. I think there's, there's so much um, that we can do to support our teachers, um, whether it's giving them uh, information, insights, or data, right? Our teachers, our administrators, uh, really in helping them to not only get that cohesive, guaranteed viable curriculum built out, um, you know, I like to akin this to almost like an academic GPS. You know, we're, we're kind of like an ap- academic GPS where you know, when I, when I think about education now, when I think about instruction, you can't really go about instructing, so to speak, without really a fundamental curriculum document or curriculum map. It, it's, it's, it's like saying, you know, I want to go to a, a location uh, without a map or today, you know, Google Maps or Apple Maps and planning that trip, right? And not knowing that destination, you can't really understand, well, what exactly, what turns am I going to be taking? And similarly, if you go off of that analogy further, um, not having any analytics, right? So we see many school districts, we work with many school districts where many times their curriculum documents are on SharePoint and are on, are on our, you know, uh, really Google Docs even. And well, guess what, right? It, it, it's great that you have, you have it digitized, but at the end of the day, what analytics are you getting from that? Do you know, you know, how your teachers are really using it? What parts are being used? And really, you know, how does it flow from one grade level to another, right? And so... It, you know, it's akin to really having a map now, but not having that turn-by-turn direction. And you know what? If a road's closed, right? Thank God that Google Map tells me that I can take this other road. But what are we going to do for, for for our kids, right? So that's I me. Mean, I, looking back now, I certainly have a, a, a much deeper appreciation of everything that my teachers have done, right? Right down to you know, spending that still Sunday nights planning those lessons, mm-hmm. um, just because they you know they can deliver some enriching content for us. So I'm kind of curious, um, uh, you know, you went, you, you met with your former teachers for drinks and over drinks came up with chalk.com. Uh, I'm sure over many, um, not necessarily in one session. Let me clear that up. Um, although then again, who knows? Um, but um, <laughs> I, uh, so my, my question is um, when you were talking to those teachers, you know, to your friends um, about this idea, and, and as you were developing this, um, what were some of the, I don't know, what were some of the obstacles that you faced at that point? And then not only overcoming those particular obstacles, but what are some of the challenges and obstacles you face now that it's actually up running and people are using it? Absolutely. And I, I should correct, uh, not necessarily over drinks, but, uh, you know, my teachers were, were almost too busy. To, to, to exactly, uh, yeah. have those tricks, right? That's <laughs> right, part of the reason. Yeah. Oh, I get this, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but really, I mean, when you talk about challenges, gosh, um, a ton. I mean, times have changed in terms of education technology. I think we're seeing a lot more adoption of technology within schools. But certainly when we started, I want to say uh, half a decade ago, I mean, it was still, we're talking about connectivity right back in the days, right? And, and I'm, I'm glad that's more or less solved now. But really, when we work with districts nowadays, it, it, it comes down to, you know what, how do we support that change management? Because we all know that curriculum instruction is really the fundamentals of, of our education. And it's about what we're planning and what we're delivering. And yet, um, 
you know, it just sometimes fall by the wayside because of prioritization. We've got all sorts of things going on within schools, right? Whether it's security, whether it's related to, um, you know, needing to talk to a parent. Um, when is it the right time to really for all of us, for all of my teachers to sit down to map out what we ought to teach to ensure we have grade level to grade level consistency, um, you know, and, and to ensure that we're aligned, right, to, to, to our state standards. I mean, you wouldn't imagine in many cases when a district just says, you know what, um, perhaps it's let's just go and find a textbook, right? And, and mm-hmm. you know what, at the end of the day, when we talk about the greatness of personalized learning, when we talk about differentiating our instruction, how would you do that if you're just buying textbooks? I mean, that's the real question. And you're still spending a lot of money on textbooks. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let me ask this question. Let's talk about um, its integration into the curriculum, its integration into the school, um, the real-time aspects, the aspects of it that make it a useful tool each and every minute and moment that a teacher is using it, and the administration and the curriculum coordinators and, and, and the tech people. How, how does it integrate into a system? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you, you, you know, you're talking about something that I, I think that's hugely important because if we wait, right, if, if something is in real time, I, I always like to say, well, um, it, it's too late, right? There's this, uh, like not an analogies, right? So diagnostic versus autopsy. Uh, I think in many cases we're talking about, um, real time insights, whether it's how are we pacing on our curriculum, whether it's, um, you know, are we, do we have gaps in our curriculum, right? These are the real things that we're teaching our kids. And if, if we're not seeing those, um, we're doing an autopsy report when the state exams come in, right? And that's a reality of so many superintendents we've heard from. And when they would rather say, you know, how do we do a diagnostic, uh, you know, interim, right? I mean, just the same way we do that now with students in interim assessments. Uh, how do we do that with our main curriculum instruction? How do we understand what's uh, wrong now so we can make those adjustments and, and chalk really is all about providing that capability to the the districts and to the schools and to the teachers um, you know telling them well here's the gap between your third grade you know ELA versus your fourth grade ELA here are you know how many times you've covered this particular standard but you know what you ought to cover this other standard because in fourth grade, you're going to be covering it even in a much deeper level, right? So really about having that now component uh, and having that real, real-time real analytics is hugely important. And of course, when you're talking about the integrated portion, um, you know, we don't want to just come in and say, hey, we're a great lesson planner. You know, teachers love it. So, you know, that end of story, right? No, we do believe that you need to have really the fundamental pillars of curriculum instruction being in one place. And so it really is about providing a single system to ensure that, you know, curriculum instruction and eventually assessment is integrated with one another, really based upon those relevant standards. Um, So it is one place that can solve all of those critical pieces of the academics. Well, I think you've sort of touched on um, the the idea of, uh, taking this data, and we've talked a lot about data and, and its usage, um, but really extending the data. I mean, the data is all well and good, but, you know, honestly, you know, when you talk to a lot of teacher, teachers about data, their eyes start to glass over and they start to, you know, their mind wanders and they're suddenly, you know, <laughs> head going to Pinterest and Instagram. You've got cameras so, following me, don't you? Yeah, no, yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so but, but one of the things that you've touched on is that longitudinal 
application of the data. I think that is one of the biggest problems we have in public education right now, especially with all the standardized testing that's required of students. You know, we test third graders, third graders, third graders, third graders, and we test fifth graders, fifth graders, fifth graders. And that gives you that picture of that moment in time of those particular students at that particular moment. But where's the longitudinal, you know, how do I know that it was, you know, that there's not something going on with this particular group of third graders that moved to fourth, that moved to fifth. And, and as you had said, you know, there are going to be some things that maybe we need to make some adjustments because you're, you know, the third grade coursework is not quite leading into what they need for fourth grade or the teachers sit down and look at all the data and they go, okay, wait a minute. Actually, you know, this particular group of students, or for that matter, if you narrow it down even, you know, more than that, you have these particular, these specific students are way ahead of the curve. We've got to figure out how can we adjust our curriculum in order to help them, excuse me, grow beyond, you know, the, 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 um, I don't know, kind of the, the walls of the curriculum that we try to put students in. I, am I making no, sense? <laughs> I, I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head, David. I, I, you know, I mean, I think we can probably talk our heads off quite frankly about assessment and standardized assessment. I'm sure you've have had, uh, you know, wonderful folks on the show talking about it. So I'll, I'll, I'll reserve my comments there, but really, in, in the way that really our, our education system is set up today, I think we get a lot of point-in-time check-ins of what's going on, and that gives our uh, administrative bodies and even our teachers uh, certainly point-in-time uh, you know, ideas of where the students are at. But really what we're finding when we talk to superintendents, teachers, and, and principals is, um, well, how, what does that relate to? Because that is almost the output if you think about it, right? That is the end outcome of how did a student do? And so when you ask, well, what led into that, right? So what led into that student scoring that? Certainly there's a component of the variability being the students themselves. But when you think about it, it it's a teaching and learning, right? It's, it's the curriculum instruction. It's about, but what, what, it's about what we want to teach our students, right? Standard line and all that. And how are we going to, about doing that? And, and that's really the two components we want to capture. And when we then are able to associate that with the end result, with the assessment, boy, that's when we are able to see the real data, right? The real uh, correlation between, well, we said we would do this. And you know what? We did it. And in cases, in actually one case where one of our um, customers in Pennsylvania, Susquehanna School District, um, they actually saw a correlation, right, in their in their interim assessments of thirty one percent in in their in their reading uh, specific group, right? Because they not only had the assessment, which is the end result, but said, well, here's what we plan to do. So there's this input output side of things, and I'm probably getting overly engineering speak here, but you know that's really <laughs> okay. how I look at this and say, you know you can't just have the end result. You need to say, well, what exactly did we do here? And that's mm -hmm. what curriculum instruction means to us. You know, I think what's great about this is that you know, I was just making some notes here and the, the thing that pops out is, is that chalk.com is, is looking to help teachers and students learn and teach. Mm -hmm. And if a byproduct of that is good assessment scores, that's a good thing. But I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I see where you're going with this. And so I think that's the really interesting part that I think our listeners would like to know, especially those in the roles of administration is, um, can you give a quick synopsis of, of how 
a teacher has some real-time information at their fingertips and also can get um, more input from the, the higher-ups, from their curriculum coordinators, from their principals, from Absolutely. their administrators. Absolutely. So as a teacher, by the way, encourage any teacher audience listening, you can search up uh, on, on mobile devices on the, on the web. Um, frankly, if you search up lesson planning on, on I think, iOS, uh, the, first, the first top tool will be PlanBoard, which is actually part of chalk. Yeah, a- um, that is our lesson planning tool. So it, it doesn't, it's not called chalk, but, um, you know, it is one that's uh, huge, you know, widely used and, and it's completely open and free for teachers. So highly encourage anybody to take advantage of that resource. Um, but as a teacher, right? So what actionable resources can you see as you're mapping out, as you're planning out your lessons, you are able to understand the gaps in, in standards coverage, right? In many schools and districts where they say, well, you know, I, I want you to also submit some, uh, you know, kind of teacher artifacts, right? So, you know, lesson plans, call them, right? Um, you're able to do that with a click of a button and able to really get it, get it into the hands of the principal with those um, identifiers to say, well, here's exactly when I taught this particular subject, or I taught this particular standard. And why is that important? It's important because then as you think about, well, my students perhaps did great or perhaps did poorly, I can now correlate back to the time when I taught this, go directly to that date, see how I taught it, what standards have I covered, right? Moving on to year over year, as a teacher, instead of doing everything all over again, you can now, instead of you know, reworking the wheel, it's about really making those incremental improvements. And so we help you carry over in your entire lesson plans, uh, which is, again, standard and curriculum aligned, right? Helping them really eliminate some of those more administrative tasks and, and then allowing them to really improve upon that. And so that's really, you know, from a teacher's perspective, how we can really help them out. Yeah. So I have one more question. And uh, sure. this is a, you know, how do, you know, Data-driven future of schools is real important. I mean, yes. we know that now, especially with with the the emphasis placed on assessment and um, where we're moving forward. But where do you see the human element that you? This is what helped you start this whole process yeah. was realizing the human the human element that still needs to be a part of teaching and learning. Um, where are you guys going with that? And what do you see in, yeah. in chalk.com's future? And and how do you see that playing a big role? Is the the actual human side of both the teaching and the learning? Absolutely. I mean, at Chalk, our mission has always been to empower teachers, um, and that will stay true. Uh, you know, for me personally, it was my teachers that really pushed me to be who I am. And I think there's always going to be this element uh, of the, the human connection, uh, the storytelling right aspect of it. And when I think about the future of education, and frankly, you know, when you look at every other industry, we're moving more and more into data-driven, quite frankly, any industry. Um, this is not you know, going to be no different, but um, I think when it comes down to learning, we've seen in the past, um, you know, we've tried all sorts of, whether it's called the teaching machines, whether it's you know, um, uh, democratization of, of online education, all those are wonderful. And, and, and credit to those entrepreneurs and folks who have done it. But at the end of the day, especially in K-12 education, our belief at Chalk has always been that there needs to be that teacher, right? Now, the role of the teacher may be changing, but that there needs to be that teacher because at the end of the day, we are human and, and we are very much emotional creatures. We learn from storytelling. We learn from talking about different concepts and building on creativity and all these you know, aspects where 
sure, there's, you know, we want to get rid of rote memorization, but how can we build upon these skills that are very much of the soft skills um, for the future? And I don't think that's through sitting in front of a computer and learning from a pre-made, recorded, whatever. And so, um, you know, we, we want to be supportive of, of where that teaching profession is going. And, and that's really what Chalk is about. It's empowering teachers. Well, I want to ask you a personal question now. Um, your passion for entrepreneurship and your passion for education, they go hand in hand, don't they? Absolutely. You think Absolutely. that really helped you uh, realize your deeper passion for education? It was that, you know, that learning of, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur. And <laughs> I mean, we, we talked to a lot of kids about that. They realize that suddenly that, mm-hmm. and it's just the word we use right now, entrepreneurship, but it's that, you know, that ability to create something on your own and realizing that it's everything you've built up before that to get to that point. It, it, it really is. And um, it, it's really about the ambition and the creativity and knowing that um, you can create it. Um, yeah. and, and, and you know what's funny is, um, we'll, we'll probably talk about this another day, but in theory, I, I, uh, when I was in high school, I created a school forum. And this was before people really knew what a forum is, let's, <laughs> let's be honest, in education. And, and, and all I wanted to do, honestly, was to, to have teachers and students to share notes. And, um, you know, it was probably the most nerve wracking thing uh, for me because I had to stand in a room of, of 70 teachers and, and really pitch them on this, my own school, right. As a, as a, as a 10th grader. And, um, and, and, you know, I think that's really when my passion started really just helping students, but eventually recognizing the need from the teachers. And I, I really do think that, uh, you know, that entrepreneurship comes from that, you know, the human element. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so if our listeners want to find out more, uh, reach out to you, steal your ideas. No, find out more about chalk.com <laughs> or have a conversation or, you know, follow you on Twitter. Absolutely. What's the best way they can get in touch with you? Absolutely. Um, really, I mean, you know, for anything chalk, it, they can just go to chalk.com. For sure. me, I can be reached on Twitter at, uh, at William WZ. Um, and, uh, you know, feel free to, feel free to reach out on Twitter, give a shout out. And I'm always happy to, to discuss about education, the future of it. Um, and, uh, really anything related to chalk. Awesome, man. Hey, we want to thank you for coming on the show and I can't wait to meet you in person and maybe we can all sit down and have a drink and have a long discussion (laughs) on this. It'll be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much to Mr. Joe for coming by and hanging out with us and talking about um, not only all of the things that uh, Chalk does. Well, actually, we didn't even get to touch on all of the things, but some of the things that Chalk does, but also the human aspect of it. And I really love the fact that he touched on, um, you know, we are we need the human element. We got to have that human touch. Well, you know, and it's interesting. I, I think that this is what I love about a lot of the educational entities that we talk about, service companies and websites and, and people that are building curriculum and assessment, helping our teachers. Um, I can tell you that we could have talked to him for probably another 48 hours because um, 
not to trivialize in a 15 to 20 minute interview, but you know, chalk.com has some really heavyweight stuff going on there. Um, and the best part is, is that they're putting the teacher and the learner and the human element of it at the, the forefront. That's yeah, really cool. Abs- yeah, That's absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. Well, you know, and that's what's cool is um, we hope you're having a great holiday. Oh, you're probably listening to this after the uh, Thanksgiving holiday, which means we're only, what, two, two and a half weeks away from Christmas. That is crazy. I cannot believe how quickly Christmas is going to come after Thanksgiving. I know a lot of people are like, well, it's always that. Uh, No, actually, this year, there's like, it's a week short. Um, Yeah. So that is just, it's crazy to me that Christmas is, I mean, almost literally right around the corner. (laughs) Holy cow. Yeah. Can you believe that? I, I'm pretty excited because I was going to get, um, I was thinking about getting one of those uh, with the red and blue gaming console. What's that one you can hold in your, the Nintendo Switch? Oh, uh-huh. And uh, I was going like, to get some of those games, you know, like where you shoot them up and stuff. But uh, my mom said I'd shoot my eye out, so I'm not going to get it. <laughs> yeah, so, there you go. Is that, isn't that happening now? The digital version of you'll shoot your eye that's, out. Yeah, you'll that's, yeah. shoot your virtual eye out. Exactly. Hey, but, but along those same lines, and uh, I know we're not a, a gaming channel, but, you know, or a podcast, but something to consider for those of you still looking for, uh, I don't know, something different and unique maybe. Um, there is uh, Google actually released a really cool, I don't know if you've seen this or not, um, but it's, it's a controller, which just looks like any other controller, frankly. Um, but uh, it also has um, a, uh, um, another piece that you plug into your TV and essentially it allows you to play, I mean, all kinds of different games over the internet directly. So like the game, you're playing the game and it's basically being streamed to you. You don't install anything. You don't download anything. You're just playing essentially in the browser. And the games that I have seen some people playing on this thing, I mean, they are first person shooter, you know, real time multiplayer. It is crazy. And then the other thing is not only can you hook it to your TV, but you can actually take that same controller and you just move it to your PC to your Mac to your Chromebook and you're st- and you can pick up right where you left off. It is, I, I mean, it is truly mind blowing for somebody who grew up on you know Pong and Atari. Wow, that's pretty cool. And, and isn't it called Stadia? Is Stadia, that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it's called. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it starts at like one hundred and twenty nine dollars, right? Yeah, you don't have to have a console anymore. You just play it online. Yeah, it's that's so cool. cool. So cool. Well, uh, maybe I can get one of those, but my mom will probably still say I'll shoot my eye out. And if she doesn't, then my wife will say I'll shoot my eye out. So either way, I'll <laughs> maybe maybe your wife will shoot your eye out. <laughs> I'm just gonna get some socks, and, you know, maybe a winter coat or something. Yeah, stuff that's practical that I would use. But you, you never know, we'll did see. anything fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we hope you've enjoyed the show and you're still here listening to us to the end. Uh, hey, we hope, what, David, we hope you had to be at AESA, aren't you, next week? Oh, so yes. David David will be at AESA. Um, the guys will not be there this year. Uh, unfortunately, some some things happened and uh, we're not going to be able to make it this year. So. Yeah, but uh, I, w- I will be, be there. there. I'll be wearing my uh, technology coordinator hat. So if you happen to be out that way, then uh, uh, definitely uh, run into me in the hall. Uh, literally, you can just yeah. knock me over and I'll be like, hey, oh, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> well, don't forget to visit us on the web, www.edutechguys.com. You can find us on all the social medias out there um, at Edutech Guys, TikTok channel to come. <laughs>
TikTok. <laughs> Maybe. I'm going to do one of my favorite, you know, magic tricks on TikTok. I'm going to have you and I standing there and then I'm going to disappear and you get a new co-host. That's going to be pretty cool. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Hey, we hope you've had a great time. We have had a great time. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the EduTech Guys. EduTechGuys.com. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all. all. But, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.